Hello, Richie. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Todd. Hi, Richie. Oh, video. <laughs> How you How's doing, man? Good. Right? You can see me. I can't see you. I think if I turn on, I like you're already glitching and stuttering, and I don't know if it's gonna work. As a video, you might call, have to. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Bangkok, man, the, the connection's not so hot. Yeah, you're in China. No, Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, Bangkok. What the hell? What the hell are you doing there? Skating with Note. You know Note, Warpaj. Note. Yeah, Warpaj Boonam. Who? Warpaj Boonam. Note. You're, Thai you're skater. You're saying like a really weird name, Warpaj Boonam. Warpaj. Warapaj. Yeah, it's a weird name because it's Thai. Crazy. It's how are you doing, though, man? I'm, pr I'm really good. Yeah, yeah. how are you? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Like, you know, it's a cool guy, and I've been spending a lot of time blading with him. It's hot here. I don't know. Yeah, everything's pretty cool. My parents are here, man. <laughs> I had dinner with my parents last night in Bangkok. Really? Wow. And they're just... They tend to get around a lot, so they're, I don't know, they did like a Southeast Asia trip, and this is their last stop. Crazy. Yeah. You, every time, I, you seem to be in a different place, like every month. Yeah, this year, that's pretty true. I've been here three months now. We went to China, and we went like to the south of Thailand and stuff, but um, yeah, most of the year, I got around quite a bit, right from... Right from the beginning of the year, like I went to California last January, and then it's all just kept going. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. <clears throat> you're basically just traveling around, just skating. Pretty much, yeah. Like I don't know, some trips are just personal, but mostly it's yeah, mostly skating. Yeah. So you... Taking advantage while I can. Nice. You just caught that traveling bug. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I was born with it. Yeah? Or my parents passed it on to me or something. You're seeking adventures. Seeking adventures, that's right. <laughs> I'm in the opposite realm. I'm, I'm back in my hometown, Kamloops. I, oh, are you? What? I am, yeah. I thought you bought a place in Vancouver. I did. I sold that place. Oh, real estate mogul. Yeah, and I'm back here in Kamloops. I'm... How is that? It's uh, it's good. It's really uh, a quiet, and it's really nice to be out of the city. Right. The city I was pretty hectic. So this is Man, very, very laid back, which is really You nice. don't know. I don't think you know hectic until you've been here, man. <laughs> I'm thinking of Vancouver compared to Bangkok, and it seems like such a peaceful, quiet town now. But I know, I know what you're... Same. So, are, like, did work take you back, or like, Carly, or you know, family? Um, yeah. Well, the big push was that I've got a kid on the way. Okay, that was what I was gonna say when you said you're going the opposite direction. Congrats, man. Yeah. Uh, when are you, when are you due, or is she due? She's due in about three weeks. No way. So, yeah, very soon. Yeah. Wow. Well, congrats. My brother is also expecting a with his wife Ashley sometime mid-May, late May or something. Nice. 
So you're gonna be Uncle Richie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm still working for, for the company in Vancouver, working remotely. Amazing. Yeah, it's a great setup. Working from home and having a kid, it's perfect. I can give her, I can hold her on lunch hour and yeah, it's an um, ideal setup. 2013, right? The technology is making your life better, taking advantage. For sure. It's amazing. Yeah. And Joey's back here, so I wow. have one of my best friends around and yeah, it's, it's ideal. Yeah, that's cool. I'm hoping to come out there sometime. I don't know. I was hoping this summer when I come home to visit my family, you know, my brother and but I don't know, like everything seems to be filling. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm trying to come visit and blade and be too long. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I would love it. Yeah. So where did you, where were you before Thailand? Um, I was in Germany for a while. Um, I stayed with Dominic Wagner in Berlin for a while. Yeah. And, and then uh, there was a contest in Cologne. I went there. There was a a thing in Geneva that just came up, so I went, went there as well. Wow. Uh, a bit of Spain at the end of the summer there. Uh, the, all the local guys came, like Don West and Jake and Nick and everyone. The whole crew, like 15 of them or something. Cool. That's pretty fun. Barcelona, it's like there's always, always someone coming to visit. No matter what. Yeah, that's kind of a skate mecca. Mm -hmm. Barcelona. Um, so are you, these days, like, are you sitting, <coughs> like, full tilt, or are you in yes. chill mode, or, like, where are you at? No, no, I've been shredding Bangkok, basically, I guess. Like, <laughs> we've been skating every day. And yeah, I think full tilt sort of explains it. There's not very many spots. And then the ones that there are, there's always security and everything. So it's kind of like we've been just going around, just strap up your skates and do it first try, then let's move on. It's been a really strange way to blade, but we've really been having fun. Interesting. Kind of yeah. mission style. Very much, yeah. There's a few spots where we are left alone, so, you know, we just stay there a lot. But mostly we're just trying to go find things, and I'm always like, oh, let's go do that thing. And then, you know, he kind of, like, has his calm, like, you know, he doesn't really say, because he knows that it's not going to happen, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. I'm like, look at that gap, or look at that rail. But, yeah. <laughs> how how old awesome? are you now? You're, Cause you're a little bit older. How old are you? I'm 31. 31. Okay. Yeah. Only one year older than me. I thought you were a lot older. Did you? For some reason, I thought you were like 33, 34. Oh. Which isn't that much older, but yeah. No, we're pretty, pretty much on the same then, I guess. Nice. Any, uh, any lady boy encounters in Thailand? Yeah, I've seen them. They're around. Yeah. Um, not like we're not really in those sort of areas so much, you know. Yeah. But occasionally, when I, I came to Thailand years ago with Sam, Sam Fogarty. Yeah. And then the encounters were a lot more intense. Like we were in sort of a tourist hotspot island, and 
they were trying to pull us off our bikes and stuff as we rode by. It was pretty intense. But this time, you know, I'm like, no, he's local. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, literally, we'd be riding our scooters. Like, we, you know, you can rent scooters for a couple of dollars a day. Here. So, we'd be riding around, and they, like, they're out on the street, like, hey, like, trying to yell and pull you over, grabbing your shirt and stuff. Like, wow. Not all lady boys. Some lady ladies as well, but, you know, workers. Workers of the night. Yeah, you must do, you must do very well with the ladies. <laughs> Not here, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Girls like me, I like girls. But, no, I move around. <laughs> I move around too much, so I don't know. One of these days, someone will keep me still, I'm sure, eventually. Yeah, but uh, there's a certain kind of girl who likes the traveling man. Because there's. It's yeah, but they're, they're like, the, it's like people on a rebound. Like, I don't know, I'm just like, you know, like, I think I just get sort of you. Just, that's all right. I'm like that, you know, the, the enigma, just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have luck or not, but I don't know. <laughs> not here, not with lady boys, not with... Yeah, like traveling yeah. around, like, do you manage to, to stay clean? Like, I imagine you <laughs> so not... smelling bad. Yeah, sometimes, maybe, I don't know about right now. Yeah. Over here, we've been sweating every day, so that's probably, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. But you've, you've usually got some pretty fresh skates. Like, do your skates stink? Oh, man, yes. The skates I'm using right now, I have been using since last January. Like, oh. Really? So, full year. And, uh, oh, wow. Carbons? Really bad. Yeah, just like my carbon freeze. I've just, uh... Like that, there's none left, and there haven't been any other black skates, so I've just been continuing to abuse them. Yeah. Put on some new cups and stuff. Sometimes that's the way to go. Sometimes it's more of a hassle to get new skates that you have to break in. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I used to feel the same, but nowadays I feel like I can just put them on and they feel okay right away. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, definitely last, you know, like they're they're still rocking a year later. So that's kinda of cool. I never I have never really pushed them that far. Yeah. I was watching your uh one of your sweet sixteen edits before this. The the Mac uh, yeah. one. And oh, cool, pretty, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that you can, you know, spin both ways and and do all that stuff switch. How like do you have any advice for people to to sure. if someone if someone if a young kid really wants to get tech and just like learn all of that stuff like do you have any advice for for kids? Sure. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I don't really believe that there's such a thing as switch. Like it's your body and your feet, you know. So maybe with one-footed things, you know, like if you always use your I always use my right foot sort of predominantly. So, but generally, you know, like if you're doing a soul grind or a sweat stance or whatever, you know, like why can't you just, you're just changing the way your feet are. I don't really 
yeah. see it as switch. It's just a different position. Totally. So that helped open it up. And then just, you know, like, uh, like I always had a nice B-rail or whatever in front of my place. So it's just natural, you know, like I just want to learn new stuff. So I just naturally was pushed to, you know, learn simple trick switch instead of harder and harder and dumber and dumber moves natural. So way back I just started, I guess, a, you know, a P-rail or a skate park stalls. If you stall in a, in a mini or on stairs, like that helps a lot. I don't know. It's all about being accurate so that you're confident and then you, you don't fear it or whatever. Yeah. But I think number one is to just change how we think about it. 100, yeah, for sure. I Although, think, yeah, labeling it as switch automatically gives it this kind of like, oh, it's really hard. But yeah. really, that it's, it's, it's as hard as it was natural. It's just yeah. different. It's just learning it the other way. It's a, it's a different trick. That's, yeah. You know, so you, you ha just have to learn it the same way you learned the other one that you, you know. Totally. Although, like, I've been trying to learn switch shoulder on ramps and, like, on street, I can come up either way backwards and I feel okay. But on a ramp going up or down, it's still really hard for me to go over the other shoulder. But you can kind of figure it out. I would like to open that one up. Yeah, for sure. That opens up a lot of doors. It was only, I think, last year that I learned how to drop in fakey over the opposite shoulder, like into banks. Okay, yeah. Which is crazy because I've been skating yeah, it for so be. long. It's just like in camel This is weird. like, it should Never be one of the first things, you know? Yeah, that's like, that should kinda, be very basic. We need to help push with new guys to learn that stuff right away. It's going to, you know, opens up so many doors. For as sure. You keep learning. That's kind of what happens when you're you're just self-taught and you're just going at it on your own. Like you don't really think of those things when you're young. You kind of get right. caught in a in a stage of like just trying to impress and almost like just repetitively do the things that you're comfortable doing. Yeah. But if there were coaches, like that's if there were blade coaches, that's the type of thing we would teach. Like learn to drop into banks fakey looking over both shoulders and like simple things like that are so important but when you're young you don't really yeah. it, well I didn't really think about stuff like that at all so I've just developed yeah. really bad habits but yeah. things like that are but really it, you, important I'm surprised at how difficult it is to learn like you know every every time we're in a park I'll spend a little bit of time like just trying to mess with it and it's still like on banks and everything I feel okay maybe from hockey training all the years but down a transition you know down the curve surface I just it's still so hard yeah very hard so you were a hockey player yeah my whole until blading sort of just took over I was kind of sick of having this you know like Hockey was getting in the way of blading, so eventually I just stopped. Yeah. Never guess though. But I would love to get back into it. I've just been living in places that don't really have it. Yeah. Was it a type of situation like when when you were playing hockey and you discovered rollerblading? What did your parents think of you, like not playing hockey anymore and just rollerblading? I don't really know. I don't remember. Like, we, you know, as soon as blades were out, 
we had them, you know, we were little hockey kids, my brother and I, so I don't know what, what it was, but it's, I'm sure as soon as they were at, like, the Canadian Tire or whatever, we went and got some. So at first, it probably didn't seem like it was going to turn into all this. I'm sure they didn't really think about it very much, and then, like, a, yeah, I don't know about the hockey thing. I don't think they really were too worried. You know, I was, like, 18 or 19 at that point, and there's not really much hockey you can, you know, it's sort of like the end of all the, like, youth leagues and everything, and then if you're going to play, you just play with a, you know, work team, or, I don't, it's probably, I don't think they really thought about it too much. That's good. That That's totally the attitude that I would have if I was a parent. Like, I would just let my kid do whatever. Like, the reason I asked was that I know that I had a lot of problems, like, trying to quit baseball. Like, my parents forced me to play baseball when I didn't want to, and yeah. I know Joey had a really big it was a big ordeal for him to quit hockey when he wanted to just rollerblade. Oh. Um, so I know that's kind of a common thing, but that really shows that you have some awesome parents that didn't oh, bust, awesome. bust your balls too much. No, like, I don't know. They weren't that, you know, I, there was some a period where they weren't very into it. Maybe even now, I think they have mixed feelings all along, but it sort of quickly just turned into its own beast that, you know, like, how can anyone say, like, I don't, it just sort of became something that no one could deny, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just turned into its own thing, its own living part of my life or whatever. So they're pretty cool about everything. They're cool in general. I'm actually going to hang out with them today. Um, Note and I are going to show them around Bangkok and sketch on their tuk-tuk. <laughs> their tuk-tuk? Yeah, like these people uh, here, they put like a big cage with sort of a half couch type thing on the back of a motorbike, and then that's like a little cab. Nice. So, yeah, we've been sketching here a lot, and it's, you know, we can't all fit in the tuk-tuk, and I thought it would be kind of funny to be sketching behind my parents in Bangkok. Just nice. like, I know my mom sort of worries about it, so I think she's like right there watching us do it. She'll sort of see like what it really is yeah it's i don't know i guess i can't say it's safe but i feel really safe doing yeah it. it's a it's really unsafe but if you've been doing it long enough and you've been skating long enough it's pretty yeah. safe like i mean how yeah how, how much more practice do i need on skates before you know it's i don't know yeah but that's what we're doing today Nice. So what what time is it there? Is it morning? Yeah, it's 10:40 a.m. Wow. Interesting. So I got to keep I got to leave in maybe 45 minutes. I know that you some of these Todd casts go pretty long, but I'm going to cut you off earlier and then maybe we'll do another How one or something. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, man. No, that's cool. But How like I want to like question you a little bit how yeah, sure. I really think this is a cool idea like what you guys are doing I don't listen that often like it's so long in Spain last year I was sort of laying low a little bit and I listened to quite a few when you brought it up and you wanted to do one last year yep and then I've been listening to a few this last week like uh, I didn't get to finish it yet but the one was Rob and Leon and Matthew and things like that yeah. last year but um like, 
how do you feel? Like, do you get nervous to talk to these people? Like, you know, we've known each other a long time, but sometimes you call in, like, Chris Edwards or whatever. Yeah, I do, how do, I do you get nervous it? a little bit. But um, it's just a nervousness because I want it to be good. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't want to try too hard to make it good. It's it's a tough... You want it to be, to be what? Like, I, w I just want it to be natural, right? And, I, right? and it's a very hard thing to plan for. Yeah. Because how, how do you plan for a conversation? Yeah. You know, that's, like, almost yeah, exactly. the worst thing you can do for a conversation is try to plan for it and try to, like, write notes and say, oh, I want to talk about this and this. That actually hurts the conversation because you, you really just want to let it unfold how it's going to unfold and yeah. be in the moment, right? But, I mean, like, it's not normal to broadcast your your conversations yeah. to the world you know? yeah like if i'm not really thinking about it now the last few days i was thinking like i don't know if i really want to have a phone conversation to the world but whatever it's the same as everything else well i think a lot of people think that way like a lot of like i've pretty much i've asked a lot of rollbiters um, to do this and some people might say like yeah I'm interested but then when it actually comes down to it they kind of flake out because it is, it is kind of a scary thing to to just talk naturally and just put it for everyone to listen to it's very scary because um, it's revealing as fuck like it's so revealing but I think it, as role biters especially like I think that um We've grown so accustomed to like tailoring our edits with, you know, editing. Uh, and, it's and all, all so that. controlled. Yeah, Anyone it's uh, about how everything appears. Yeah, yeah and I think, yeah. I think just recording a conversation, it's almost like the the root. It's almost like the most basic level of just hearing someone talk to someone else. Like you can get so much out of that. So I, right. like I believe that I believe very strongly that being on this podcast and 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 putting yourself in that revealing context will only make people more interested in your blading you know yeah like like i feel well, like i'm really helping like the people who are ballsy enough to come on it's it's like people learn so much about them in yeah. that period of time more almost more so than they would learn from an edit you know that's like the Julian Baugh one is such a good example because Julian is such a, he's such an interesting person and he's very smart and articulate. But yeah. what you get from his edits is like pretty like, y'all, what's up? We out here. This is Jay Ba. We in the studio. You know, that kind of yeah. like surface like a, level. Yeah, a show or whatever, entertainment. Yeah, and then you get so much out of just listening to him talk that it's right. really humanizing so and like you guys are so open or whatever you know just like letting it all out on the on the air i'm wondering like do you notice uh like you must notice benefits just in your daily life speaking with you know your boss or with customers or whatever other people other friends oh yeah for sure that was another reason i wanted to do it because my job is very antisocial. And I just, okay. I didn't want that aspect of my 
character to fall apart. Like I, I was starting to actually feel very retarded talking to people because it was very foreign. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Because I'm spending like all day just like in my own head, like just computing, right. and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I used to be so. I felt like I was very charismatic, and I and it was easy for me to talk to people. And then suddenly, like I'm nervous talking to people, and I feel like dumb, and I feel like my words aren't coming to me quickly. And I'm like, "Fuck! I have to do something about this." Like I don't know. And so this is a, a great exercise. Yeah, I think. Just, still got just it, talking okay. to people. Yeah. And it's... I find the same, like, uh, you know, uh, in the powerhouse or just on, on lots of these travels and everything, just hanging out with people that, you know, English isn't their first language or maybe they can barely speak it at all. I end up catching myself dumbing down my speech after, you know, because... So you have to say things differently for people to understand and totally. if they're not you know proficient in English and then I end up taking it you know I'll catch myself talking like that to someone that there's no need to you know yeah it's the same thing like you just get into a habit and feel kind of slower and yeah and it's also it's also like I've got such a wealth of people that I'm connected to like through skating like just yeah, knowing knowing you and like you're in Thailand and um, that's that's a really unique kind of thing that I think has to be taken advantage of, even if I'm right, yeah. even if I'm just still in Canada and I'm still in in my hometown. Like you're taking advantage of it in a different way. Like you're actually out in Thailand and connecting with rollbladers and everything and. For me, like this is kind of my way of taking advantage of this culture that we have, mm -hmm. is just you know recording conversations and it's something I plan on doing my whole life. Like it's it's not something. That's cool. It's not something that's just like yeah, it's gonna go on and on and even if it's just me and Joey, like even if I can't find anyone to do it, I'll I'll do it solo about, if I have to. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to hear Joey on here. What's he? I know he was actually he was gonna join us. I I talked to him yeah. yesterday and I was like, yeah, come. Richie's gonna do it. You should come on. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And he he had a cold or something. He wasn't feeling well, so he bowed out. Joey, next time. <laughs> next time. Yeah. So are you guys skating in the park a lot? I like. That's what yeah. I do then. Yeah, like a few di like. You know, once a week or a couple times a week, hit. Uh, we're pretty lucky to have an indoor. And it's, you have an indoor now too. Yeah, we have an indoor. It's pretty fun. It's pretty small, but it's been really great for. It's in, it's an interesting thing about winter. Like it seems like. It seems like we learn a lot of new things in the winter. Yeah. Like if we have having an indoor. I don't know how that works. Yeah, sure. Like you would think, you would think we'd learn a lot more during the summer, but it seems like winter. It's like I don't know. It's like uh, maybe it's just more of a release, or also like it, yeah. in a park, especially if it's small, you end up skating more. Or you know, you're, you're always bouncing off obstacles, so just maybe the sheer time. Totally. Spent, you know? But and we it, used to be the same. We used to learn so much every winter, every winter. It's like it's like the limitation 
of winter almost helps with progression it helps with focus because like it's not like there's endless options it's like this mm -hmm. is you have one place to go skate and you have to make it fun and so you have to yeah you change it every time you go it's the same boring stuff so you have to make up something new right something yeah and that's almost good because like we, we we're always searching for a new spot and we're kind of folk our there's, it's two different focuses, right? It's not like it's better or worse, but when you only yeah, have one option, it's like, okay, we're going here. There's no question about it, and we're going to have to make the best of it. Yeah. I got to say, though, like, like I've been away from winter, you know, as I used to know it for years now, and I feel like I've progressed more just being able to skate outside new spots, real spots, you know, like I've been in real cities. It's, so I don't know. I think I've learned more by not having winter lately than... Yeah. And having that consistency, like, skating all the time, you don't have to... There isn't that issue of, like, getting your body geared up again to, like... And it's spring. like a... It's such a mental game that, like, the more you skate, the more confident you are. And yeah. that's everything, you know? Like, if you know that you're not going to miss, or, if, you know, you're more... more I don't know. You're more comfortable doing everything. It makes such a difference. Absolutely. So yeah, I find the more I skate, the easier it is. Yeah. We, yeah it's we been strange here. Like I usually stretch quite a bit. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say we always said that we did the best tricks in the fall. Like after Me a whole summer of skating, it was like once fall hit, that was kind of the prime of everyone. Well, you're. You're like conditioned and you're sort of like, oh, it's now or never, you know, or now or next year. Yeah. So you have a bit of pressure and a bit of practice. Yeah. I was just talking about that with Note the other day. And in Regina in the spring, everything is covered in sand. You know, there's so much fall winter, there's just sand everywhere. And if you fall in the spring, you're just bleeding and muddy. And so nothing happens for us in the spring. I'm in a mall a block away from the from Notes condo in a, yeah outside of a coffee shop. Right. I oh, tried nah. to do my scooter actually broke down on the way here so I had to walk the second half. Something came loose all of a sudden my like the chain is loose or something I got to fix it later. Yeah. Lucky it didn't happen on the highway or something. Yeah. So this note um, what, I can't sorry. believe you you know note like I made a best of note edit I'm sure you saw it and he was at the powerhouse and I don't know I'm sure you've seen him he got I think he got second at the Asian X Games this year and he okay. won like Korea, some event in Korea he's amazing yeah, I'm, okay. I don't know I bet you you'll recognize him if you see him but yeah I get that a lot because I guess like it. He doesn't have a good name for people to remember, you know? Warapaj Boonam. Because, you know, everyone like you, you're like, that's a strange name. Yeah, there's certain names that, like, certain names are memorable. Like, you hear it once and you just know it. And then there's yeah. other names that kind of, like, you hear it, but it's, like, almost too complicated. You just kind of, uh, I'm not going to yes. take the time to memorize that because it's just, 
I don't understand it immediately. Exactly, um, yeah. It's a really important Paris thing. I've, I'm always jealous of people with good names. Like, you've got a pretty good name. Like, Richie Eisler has a good flow. It's a good... Thanks. You got a good name. Todd oh. McInerney? Come on. Oh, that's terrible, man. <laughs> that's bad that's news. Bad. Oh, that's I bad think it sounds. It sounds like, you know, like you. Yeah. It's fun and outgoing. And, and it sounds kind of like, like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, no one knows how to pronounce it. Like, no one knows how to right, pronounce it. McInerney? You did it right, actually. Yeah, McInerney. Yeah. You totally pronounce right. it right. But most people, they say, like, McInerney or... Like they're they're confused by it. So I actually like, searched Mac on Skype to try to find you. So I guess maybe uh, yeah, I don't know. If the sound of your name came first. I didn't know how to spell it. Nice. Yeah, that's good. There's nothing you... wrong with it. Mm. Yeah, I th like I like it, but it's just too difficult. Like if it was a URL. Are you change it? It wouldn't be a good URL. It's not a good URL. McInerney. It's hard to spell. It's, so what would be your your dream name? I, w I have always liked the last name Steel. Like if I could be something Steel, like um, if I could be a Shane, Shane Steel. I would, All right. that would be my perfect name. Yeah, like Shane Steel. With an E at the end? Steel E. With, yeah, maybe with an E or it doesn't really matter, but just like it's so easy to remember. You you hear that name and you know it. Like it's yeah, I'm here with Shane Steele. Like people remember that name. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. What does Carly think of that? Are you gonna, is she gonna be Carly Steele? Oh man, hey, what are you gonna? Do you have names or do you want to say? Or some people don't yeah. want to say for your okay. child. Yeah, it's uh, we're having a girl, and uh, we're gonna name her Aubrey. Aubrey, that's a cool yeah. one. Yeah, middle name Leon, Aubrey Leon, McInerney. Wow. So, like, are you ready? <laughs> I guess no one ever is. Uh, no. Yeah, you can't really be ready, but I'm I'm really surprised at how little stress I've had. Like, I've always yeah. thought that it would be the most, the scariest thing and I would be freaking out, but it just You know how to feels control your natural. fear, man? Yeah. Totally. It, it feels yeah. just very natural and even when, when Carly first told me, like, she was stressed out, like, like it was an accident and she's like, oh, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And I was just like, that's actually kind of cool. And I was just, like, really calm. I just kind of knew you, like, that I, that was my destiny, and I just accepted it like right away. And yeah, I was like, awesome. "Don't don't stress. Like, this is great." <laughs> so I'm just really uh, excited. I think it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I bet that's amazing. Yeah. So when I if hopefully I'll make it out there this summer. Cool. I'll get to meet Aubrey. Hell's yeah! That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be in Kamloops. Yep, I'll be in Kamloops. What about Kylie? Does she work there? Like, did, was it easy for her? Um, she she's gonna go on mat leave, and she oh had yeah, a, I guess right. yeah, she had a job in Vancouver that she left, and she'll figure it out um, when when she wants to work. She's really good at what she does, so she won't have a problem. She's a psychiatric right. nurse, and there's a lot of 
people who need did she, psychiatric nurses. Did she come home and diagnose you somehow? Um, like, just like this guy I had. Probably in, in her head. She probably diagnoses <laughs> me all the time. But, uh... Right. Let me tell uh, you. <laughs> she's actually really good to talk to because she'll really kind of put your your thoughts into into perspective in a really practical kind of way and she's really yeah. like I experience stress just like everyone else and anxiety and as soon as I express it to her it's very like okay well you're experiencing this because this and you're just having a chemical reaction in your body like it's very scientific and it's very like hmm okay yeah that makes sense I'm <laughs> I'm just kind of crazy just like everyone else everyone just has these yeah. reactions to things and yeah, that makes perfect sense. So it's nice to have a level yeah. head in the house because yeah. I'm, I'm, I can get kind of crazy. I know. All the best people are crazy though, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. I think the, the, really? the wider you make your, your scope, the, the crazier you're going you're gonna to be because you're just taking in more input. Yeah. But it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Normal people, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. Normal people, I don't know. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't really <laughs> say much, but it says says it all at the same time. That's good. So, what's the plan after Thailand? Do you have a plan? Yeah, like uh, I guess I'm gonna go. I booked a ticket to London for the for next week. Nice. It, it was uh, the cheapest, like, way, way less than all the other flights to anywhere in Europe pretty much any time. So I just, okay, that's it. I'm going to go to Winter Clash and then maybe, like, probably Barcelona again for a while. But I don't know. It's just such a, there's just so many people coming through. Maybe we'll hit, like, uh, Nick Lomax wants to join and we're talking about living together for a while and working on some stuff. So maybe we'll go... Portugal or something, or even Madrid. Just see more of that part of the world. Cool. Maybe be a little harder to reach, you know? Like, it's sort of, if you live there, especially in the winter, you're basically like a Euro hostel. Yeah. You know? Everybody's coming to Blade, and like, it's good, it, it's good too, but it gets pretty insane when, you know, I got worn out of it, you know? sort of been like two years of having people come stay all the time yeah that's a lot so we might I don't know what we'll do but somewhere south for the winter make some stuff see some stuff nice do you know what uh, you're going to London have you heard anything from Ollie Short like is, I haven't seen anything from him for a while uh, I have I guess I don't know when the last time I saw him was. Maybe Winter Clash last year. I don't even remember. Maybe it was the year before. Um, he's married. He, yeah. I don't know. Like I spent, a, I was in England a few times this year, just hearing the stories or whatever. And so he's married, and I don't know. He plays a little, but not as much. I don't know much else about what he's doing. He plays music a lot. I heard. Interesting. Yeah, it'd be. It'd be nice if he, you know, got to see more of him skating. But I don't know if he... 
he doesn't know where he got it, you know? Like he's not really doing it as much. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what he needs to do. Sometimes people take breaks, and then they come yeah. back even stronger. It'd probably yeah. be the type of thing where maybe he feels like he needs a break, and then the passion will just flood right back into his brain. He'll want more. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Yeah. Until he has a cool way of doing it. Very cool. Um, so you, are you filming for something in particular right now? Well, yeah, I guess. Like, just uh, Bangkok edit. Um, I'm actually working on it right now. Like, sort of, I've been getting a lot better at working as I go. So all the clips are sort of in the timeline cut um, day, day to day we can sort of see where we're at and start fitting it together so like maybe in a, it could only be two weeks from now and I'll just have it up already it's just note nine probably a little bit of Dominic Wagner he was here for a while we've got some nice moves of him nice. he wants them for his own project so I don't know if, I, if maybe I'll just send them to him but the connection's so bad so I told him maybe he's just got to be in eyes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Like, um, Note was hurt most of the time, so that's too bad. But he's been treading lately. So I don't know. We, we got a lot of stuff. It's pretty entertaining. Cool. So y you make a lot of um, you make a lot of short edits. Do you, yeah. How, what are yeah. your feelings about like a full video or? Uh, as opposed to like edits and the whole online thing like do you think full well full videos like longer videos still have their place or what's your feeling about that i don't know how what i think about that like part of me just thinks it's 2013 already like what are we doing with dvds i don't want to have to you know why do we need a physical we don't there's no need for it today just send me a file but and also, you know, like, you don't, you definitely don't get the same value out of an online piece as you do, or as we did with our VHSs or DVDs, you know? So I don't know where I, but just for like the convenience of, I like to be able to just work on something, have it done. I don't know, I guess there's more freedom and more uh, yeah more just flexibility and and everything's more current i sort of don't really believe in selling someone you know like a collection of me and my friends rollerblading <laughs> <laughs> i feel like like it's an advertisement you know so yeah the, like if skaters watch it and then they want to get the same skates as us or they they like you know whatever that's sort of, I think, what it is. It's advertising. I don't really, I don't know. I yeah. Yeah. So I is know. I don't really watch much of it. You know, I don't really watch. We have we got Shred Till You're Dead here. Yvonne sent uh, Note a copy, and that was great. But normally, I don't really see much of anything. I've been kind of, I don't know. So, yeah, you, you, you do a lot of marketing for USD. And you yeah. put out a lot of really good stuff. Like, do they, do they take okay. care of you? Yeah, I think so. I've, you know, I'm sort of 
doing exactly what I want, just totally free, I'm happy. Um, I don't know, I, it could be better, it could be worse. Everything's pretty good. I'm sort of exactly where I want to be. So, nice. Yeah, so, I wouldn't really change anything. Yeah, they help out with your expenses. Yeah, like they help with expenses and I don't know, they keep me going. Nice. Yeah, we, we've got like a cool thing. It works for both of us, I think. It, good. And uh, I sort of just, in a way, do what I want or something. You know, they kind of just let me get, let me go. Just total trust or total. You know, do what you think. Like we will back you or whatever. So I like that. They make That's the best, the best way. Yeah. No. They just trust you. They don't try to boss you around and tell you to do this and that. Pretty good. Yeah, like, exactly. So, I know, yeah, it's all working out really nice right now. I'm happy. Nice. What about, how's, uh, how's Dustin doing? Dustin's doing all right. Yeah, he's in Sweden with his girlfriend. Um, I don't know, he's sort of in the same boat, you know? I think he's like exactly where he wants to be right now. It's been up and down in the past, but I think right now things are good. Yeah. I talked to him on Skype for a little bit here when here and there when the networks. We just type, catch up. Um, he's apparently he's planning to be back in North America this summer. Yeah. And he wants to work on something in BC with you and Joey and myself and whoever. Cool. Yeah, so I don't know. I think we got to do it, man. I just have to figure out when I can be around. For sure. Um, We've always had that dream. Like, I think it would be amazing to me, you, and Joey and Dustin to uh, man, collaborate on a video. I think that would be pretty awesome. So much fun. I really wish you guys could have made it last year to Barcelona, or maybe in the future to Barcelona or some other city like that. Yeah. Just let's all go somewhere wherever we are from and do our thing. Yeah, that would be amazing. We have we have the rest of our lives. I plan on being exactly. a, a very, very fit fifty year old. So maybe when, when uh, we're all, even if we're all fifty, we'll go and make a video. <laughs> Me and you and Joey and Dustin. We'll just pick a city, go to Barcelona and just rip. Yeah. Just rip. How, cool. So how do you, are you like? Sorry. Just, go ahead. I was gonna say even the parks, like a BC park thing, like whatever. It's just I just want to play with you guys and make something. That would be sort amazing. Of see things in a similar way. I feel For it'll sure. happen. Yeah, I'm tripping out on the fact that you're you're totally on the other side of the world and it's like morning. Where, yeah. where you are, and it's night where I am. Yeah. Like I'm, just, you know, gonna. What go is to it there? It's not, oh, it's, what is it? There? <laughs> it's like 8 p.m. 8 p.m. That's so weird. Yeah, that's cool. Right? It's crazy. It's magic. <laughs> it's just too much. It's it's uh. Like technology is insane. It's unbelievable, man. I <laughs> Skype with my grandma quite a bit. You know, just sit face-to-face, -face, chat, like, as if we can do that. Wow. 
like she, you know, I'm opening this metal book and just like, hi, grandma, you know, and then like maybe when we're done, I make a little video or, or you know, read it, a book or it's so cool on this little piece of metal. You know, I don't think I'll ever get over it. No, I think uh, we're, I think we're lucky in that way, like being, I don't know, children of the 80s, like we, we know how crazy it is because we lived without it for most right. of our lives. Like, I mean, the internet was there, but it, it wasn't as efficient. And, like we know. Audrey's going <laughs> to. Yeah, the, the technology that she's going to have by the time she's a teenage girl, I'm fucked. I'm totally fucked. You're telling her about how you and Joey used to make VHSs? <laughs> yeah. How I used to work at a, a DVD <laughs> rental shop. It was a place where you would come and you would rent on the, movies yeah. on di- on a disc that you would bring home and, and put in your player. And it was big business. Like, how many blockbusters? Yeah, yeah there was a blockbuster uh, like, in every city. Like, DVD rental was everywhere. Yeah. That was big industry. What, what do you think of, like, Blade DVD? What's your... I definitely think that DVDs are, are silly. I don't think any I don't think any role-playing videos should be put on DVD, no matter how good they are. Basically, you're just limiting the amount of people that'll see it so yeah. much. Like I don't I can't remember the last time I put in a DVD. I can't. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people they just don't do that, and you it, like you might make like a thousand dollars. But it'll take mm-hmm. like a year, and 500 people will see your DVD, as opposed yeah. to just putting it online, and in a couple of days, 15,000 people will see your DVD or your video. Exactly. So, you kind of have to think of it as advertising, like you said. Like it's not you're not like the idea of making money off of a video isn't it's it's behind us. Yeah. And it's kind of pointless. It's, you have to think more about promotion, and you have to think more about just the the amount of eyes that are seeing it. Yeah, how many skates are you going to sell, or how many what you know for the people behind the business side of it? Yeah, it's it's a tool. Yeah, it's like it's for brand visibility. That's that's it, or it's just getting ideas out there. Um, yeah, yeah, I, like it. I would never make a DVD ever again. It's silly. It's about as silly as making a VHS. <laughs> That's a good, like, good comment, I guess, because I don't know if everyone sees it that way yet. But if when you bring it into sort of that focus, you know, like comparing it to VHS, maybe it, I don't know, it, it's clearer to me. Yeah, it's, right to- there, it's totally the it same makes, thing. It's the same thing. Just maybe Just a little bit higher quality, but. A decade later, same, same timeline. Yeah. All right. So no DVDs. No. No. I don't are you guys working on something right now? When are we gonna see something new? Yeah, we uh, we started filming last year um, for Mushroom Blading Seven. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we'll be filming this year. I think we're gonna film. We're going to actually kind of save up 
some footage from That's like a longer amount of time. Our our last few videos have been very like filmed in a couple days and filmed in a week and very short periods of time. So we're gonna kind of go back to doing a longer cool. term project and more of a highlight type video. I think that's the way. Like, remember when sections used to take a year or two to film? Or like even in skateboarding, they still do. Yeah. Maybe in biting we still do too, but not really. Like the difference in what you can show or the impact it can have. You know, if you take your time and just keep stacking and stacking. For sure. I think, I don't think it's better or worse. I think, uh, I think the short term edits have their place because it's really like, it's more. It's almost more uh, like you really get a sense of what it's like in that time. Like if you film a whole thing, like we filmed a, a whole video on my bachelor party. Um, it was over I the weekend. It. Um, and it's so it's so condensed and it's so like you get a really strong sense of what it's like to be there for that weekend, right? Like we, it was like yeah. a 25 minute video film. Oh wait, no. Was like were you skating in the one park in the rain? Leon did something in the rain. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I did. I did see parts of that. Yeah. So I think that has its place. Like it can be really powerful, but I also think that kind of saving things and and making more of a highlight video, it'll turn out so much different and it'll have a lot of impact. Um, so yeah. I, I think both really have their place. I've been trying to balance. Or I guess mostly just only last year. I'll do it again this year. I've been trying to do you know, just as much as I can in the year, and then a best of, or you know, my favorite clips of the year. Yeah. So that's more like how what my profile in a video would have been if we still sort of did it that way. Yeah. So I think I'll do that again, like a 2012 foot maneuvers or something. That would be amazing. Yeah. I've I've had that thought, and I'm not sure if Joey would agree with this, but there's there's been a lot of longer length videos that we've put out that I love and I'm really proud of. Um, yeah. But I think if if we took, like there were like 40 minute videos that we filmed in two days. And I think if we took like the, the highlights of those videos and- Made it 15 minutes? And made like a really tight, like even three or four minutes, um, that would be very interesting. And it would be like taking the same footage but doing something very different with it. Um, but Joey's very... Uh, he, he really wants the footage to be special in one piece, which that makes sense. In a he knows way. what he's doing, right? Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he totally <laughs> knows what he's doing. Um, but I think, I, I think that would be interesting, like a best of mushroom blading like if you condense that into the highlights into a five minute highlight edit it would be pretty uh hard hitting i think and it would make people like because a lot of, a lot of people complain about a lot of the recent mushroom blading videos that they're weak but they have to understand that it's like a 40 minute video that was filmed in two days so of course it's going to be fairly weak you know you can only yeah. You can only spread the footage. I mean, it, I, I don't think it's weak. I'm very proud of those things, and I think they show a very unique vibe. But skating-wise, they're obviously... It, de it depends, like, what's your purpose, you know? Like, yeah. people, they say it's weak because they have this vision of what they want 
to see or what they want skating to be. But like, you know, who cares? <laughs> it's your video about whatever you want it. Exactly. It's not like, I feel like everyone's so insecure that everything ever related to rollerblading has to represent them. And yeah. if it doesn't, they get upset. Totally. It's kind of silly. But I've yeah. been there, you know, I understand the same view. But I've heard you guys talk about that, like the rollerblading religion. Yeah. Like those kind of, that concept. It's so true. I think people have to be willing to, well, they don't have to, but it would be beneficial if people were more willing to make things that didn't necessarily show them in a good light. Like I think the the objective to like promote yourself or show the best skating and like that's one approach that's one yeah. possible approach of many different things that you can yeah. do with with what you're trying to film and like imagine like what am i thinking like there's movies where people look bad right but it's a very entertaining movie yeah so i or think like like lots of celebrity photos sometimes you know certain photographers they just show how gritty someone is yeah you know it doesn't really make them look like attractive but shows more character yeah or even like the movie the wrestler with uh um, i haven't seen it it's so good um but it basically shows this guy as a piece of shit right like he's, <laughs> he's very he's old he's washed up his life is shit everyone hates him his family hates him but it's such an interesting movie it's such a good movie about this character that's so shitty he's such a bad person and he's you know and i think there's that possibility in, in something with rollblading where you don't have to be really good it could be a very good movie about a shitty rollerblader and that yeah. that's really the, like that possibility doesn't come around because people are very concerned with like the best skating and showing themselves in the best light and that's great that's good for the sport like people are so good at at rollblading and that's great but there needs to be that other side where it's not about how good they are it's about this story mm -hmm. that they're trying to tell so i think yeah. we just have to be more willing to make ourselves look like shit yeah and like to be more um uh like what's the word like so the <laughs> my mind went blank right now. Like so, more feeling, but more, just like uh, more identifiable. I don't know, like more accessible to people. Like if you're just cruising around Superman stunting with perfect skis, just nailing everything, like people can't really relate to that because most people aren't, yeah, you know that skilled at anything. So yeah, maybe just you know when we all started, we saw people on. Be doing pretty sketchy stuff, you know, like a misty flip to knee slide, you know, and we loved it. Yeah, we could so relate to it more. We didn't see flawless. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. We're all learning it, right? We're all figuring it out. But it is really amazing how, cool how, is it? how good people are. It's awesome. How cool is it that you're like kind of shaping it, you know, like we're all. It was just some activity, and now we're all like fully involved, like creating it, sort of like everybody, the whole whatever, the whole scene, the industry, whatever. That is pretty crazy. 
it's very interesting to me that we we were all young kids that did this activity and and we still do it and we're very interested in it like how many people are very interested in the same thing that they were doing when they were 12 right <laughs> and, and it could how be much perceived. you've all created like look at your page how many things have you made related to this yeah activity how many people have made that many things about anything totally just creating something all the time yeah yeah it's exciting and it's uh it's very motivating to think about those things it's uh like the act of skating has only gotten more interesting over time yes yeah me too what do you think what is it why are we hooked for life that's a really good question, and that's so hard to like, answer. What's the, right. It's, it's, um, I think there's something going on that none of us are really aware of. I think it's almost beyond our consciousness. Like It's something that deep inside we just know that this is our path, but to articulate it, like yeah. we aren't fully aware of why, but... Uh, I think it's awesome that a, that a lot of us are really following it and putting a lot of work into it because we just know that it's worth it somehow. Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't know exactly why. Like, that's the ultimate artistic uh, right. pr- uh, Just process. being motivated just, by some unknown force or something? Yeah, just being motivated by, like, you don't know exactly where it's going, but you just sense that it's, like, this is a good place to put your energy. And um, there's so many people around the world that share that feeling that I believe that it is real, even though we, none of us could have an answer for that question. Yeah, you can't touch or feel what it is. Yeah. There's no words, I don't know. But like, I'm having more fun than ever. Yeah. Like every year is more fun than the year before. Yeah. I think of it as like over time you're giving yourself this gift and the the gift is is being Richie Eiser on rollerblades man what a gift you have given yourself (laughs) yeah no shit you have given yourself the gift of being fucking Richie Eiser how good does it feel to be you on skates come on it feels so incredible like around here sometimes (laughs) it just hits me again like you know we're just cruising around and I just feel like, yeah, right. Like how, like for example, sketching, you know, like how am I able to have rocket shoes and flow through this like concrete jungle chaos at like, you know, 60 kilometers an hour with total comfort and like jump over something and swerve over here. And like, you know, like how lucky we are to be able to to just do that, you know? Yeah, you're like a superhero. Yeah, it's like the closest thing you can be to a superhero. Just your body, and you have rocket shoes, and you can control them. Yeah. It's unreal. It's amazing. But yeah, it's hitting, hitting me all the time. Yeah. And I think that's the type of, like, you, I don't think when you were, I mean, maybe when you were 16, you maybe had glimpses of that life or, or that level of control, but... You weren't fully aware of like, yeah. oh, if I keep doing this and I keep putting this effort in, I'm going to be the 31-year-old Richie. 
in Thailand yeah. with this level of skill. Like you just, well, you could sense that it was worth it, right? Yeah, but I didn't know where it would go. Yeah. No. Right. But like when we were coming up or whatever, I don't know. Um, like nobody made it past 20 or, you know, maybe for a while. I remember like the old man comp at Superhick was 25. Yeah. And I think I was there at 24 and I was just so excited. Like next year I can go into the old man and, you know, like E.P. Harden and like, I just thought like, why, like, no, nobody sort of, I never would have imagined that we could all skate the way we do this long. That's I always thought true. like, okay, everyone is telling me that you can't, so I guess maybe I can't. Yeah. Sort yeah. of always stubbornly saying like, no, I'm just going to keep skating, but not really sure, you know, not certain, not, not to the level of today you know thinking about it i never imagined yeah that's really that's got to be super inspiring for kids that are like 15 I hope. Like just getting into skating and they're like wow like these I've, i see people that are like in their 30s and they're they're doing shit that's amazing like my my lifespan in this is so long and the possibilities are are so vast like it was, it was, there was a time when it was, when you were, if you were 20, you were really old. And you yeah, were like an, I, old, an old man skater, like that's ridiculous. And I think there'll be a time in, in skating when there's 40 year olds that are ripping. People will be like, wow, like, yeah, it takes, it takes good habits and it takes a lot of effort, but obviously we're right. fucking passionate about it. We're not just going to like let our we're not gonna give this up just because it's hard like i'll go run every fucking day if i have to to be able to feel what i feel, feel that I, feeling I put my skates on yeah. like that yes. that's the height of this experience of life for me like i'm not gonna fucking give that up yeah there's nothing like it yeah and like you know i've been traveling everywhere and doing all this stuff like i keep gaining new experiences or whatever and still like nothing really touches it you know the complete it's like all the different ways that it affects you you know mentally physically that feeling of moving through space at those speeds or nothing you can't really get that same feeling anywhere else so how do I feel you... sort of sorry for anyone that hasn't, you know, that doesn't know about this or that doesn't have it, something like it. Yeah. So at 31, like, how does your body feel? Do you, are you feeling any injuries or are you feeling pretty good? Or... I feel really good. Uh, like my, I broke my ankle 12 or whatever, a long time ago. And I had a, a few surgeries on it. I sprained it since then and I had it ended up growing like bony growth I had about three years where I couldn't really skate properly but I had that taken out and everything feels really good right now um, but yeah like that causes me a bit of a you know like I have to work on it and sometimes it twists me up a bit or it clicks and cracks a bit but mostly I feel really good I haven't been you know, I haven't been really getting hurt or anything for quite a while. I spend a lot of time hurt in Barcelona, in the powerhouse, but since then, not really anything. 
Yeah. I listened to that song right now. I bumped my kneecap in May, and it lasted quite a while. Also, my, I sort of have this rule, no falling, or that's what I try to tell myself. So, I don't know, maybe just by talking about it, it happens less. I don't know. I try not to fall. Or I found that, actually, we, with all our experience, all our practice, like I think falling is my best trick. Yeah. I have more talent for saving or tumbling or you know, safely falling than any other tricks. I think it's the one you do the most. It's the most important. Totally. It's so valuable. Yeah. Even, even as so, a non-roll better, like <laughs> you watch yeah. these edits of old ladies falling down and, and they just black oh out. Like it's so foreign to them. It's, it's so traumatic when you see a, like if you see a lady fall down in the mall or something, it's like, oh my God. Like you just gasp. It's like, oh my God, that lady fell on the ground. Yeah. But last, I think it's last really year. good. Go ahead. It's just really good to to fall right. and just to yeah. be, uh, to have that experience is good. Where, where, did you talk, were you talking about that in person one time or what, somewhere I heard you talking about that one time, like for normal people, when they fall on the cement, it's such a big deal. Like everyone around them is going to hear about it for a few days. Like I fell on the cement. Yeah. Or I fell on the Yeah. It's so intense. Uh -huh. Or just, just seeing, like, like, I saw this lady fall down in the mall. <laughs> it's in so Barcelona. dramatic. We, one night we were out drinking and we met these people and, like, the garbage trucks were driving by. So I jumped on a garbage truck, sort of, like, stood on it and rode half down the road. And this girl jumped on and hung on as well. And, like, she doesn't know what she's doing. It started going a bit too fast. So I got scared, like, I don't know where it's going, so I'm just going to jump off. So I just let go and, you know, like couple little like half run half jog and then I'm standing there yeah. and then the girl got scared and tried to jump off and just like right to her face on the ground you know like immediately just bam and yep. it brought me back to when you said that like you know like that would never happen to us no it's we've been in that situation so often that it's just very natural we have that muscle memory to like yeah. kind of make the right moves we don't just black out and just turn into a rag doll yeah you don't that's panic and... yeah that's something that happens like for for people who don't fall down on the cement they don't have that muscle memory and they literally just black out when they lose kind of control of or if it's yeah. like a foreign situation where they're losing their balance they turn into a fucking piece of plastic or a piece of rubber and their brain yeah, is no longer girl. controlling their body she completely ragdolled. That's exactly what it was. She let go of the thing and then didn't do anything else. Like, just let, like hopped off the moving truck, did not make another movement. Just yeah. seat hit the ground, face hit the ground. Yeah, yeah then whatever that's lucky so scary. <laughs> lucky for them, maybe. But... Yeah. Well, things like that are going to happen, no matter how safely you live your life eventually there's gonna come a time where you gotta ninja ninja your way out of a fucking situation it happens for everyone so it's it's good to just like it it's unique that we fall down on cement every yeah. day that's 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 a good skill yeah i guess and it's a hell of a lot easier <laughs> to save yourself on shoes 
than on skates. If you can save yourself on skates, then... Oh, I did. I don't know if I agree with that. I no? always, like, the other day I was doing this gap and sort of tripped, and I go flying backwards, and then I put my feet under me and land, like, I skid on my skates. Like, I use my skates as either, you know, like, they slide on the ground and my skin doesn't or my body doesn't. Right. You know? Almost like a half step slide, half like my butt will be on both my boots, and my boots will be taking all the pain, all the scrape, all the like impact. And by the time I tumble or roll or whatever, you know, everything's slowed down. And... So I, I feel like it's easier to fall with skates because they're tough and you can use them as a shield. Yeah, you can just slide on that plastic. Yeah. How much, how much time do you have? Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's 11.30. I'm supposed to meet my parents at noon. I have to walk back. Maybe like 10 minutes? Should we do 10 minutes? Yeah, I just have to pee so fucking bad. Go for it. I'll order a coffee. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll call you right back, all right? Okay. Okay. Hello, Todd. Hello, Richie. Did you grab a coffee? I did. I got the latte yen. Nice coffee. Yummy. It's weird that it's it's weird that after this I'm gonna go to bed and you're gonna <laughs> have a day. Hang out with my parents in Bangkok. Nice. Oh, my mom just emailed me. Hold on, I gotta read this. Um, I tried calling, but it was busy. We're going to shop back at two. Okay. Okay, so I have more time if you want. I guess. <laughs> I was kind of happy that I could cut you off early. So it wouldn't be. <laughs> On too long. But yeah, so whatever, let's just keep rolling. Let's do it, yeah. So, yeah, you're in Thailand. How how long has it been, like, uh, how long has it been since you were in Regina? Uh, August? No, wait. Yeah, was it August? I think, or maybe the end of July. July, August. Uh, Dan Barron got married, and... I was back, I went to the wedding, visited family and everything, and then went back to Europe. Wow. Um, but normally, I've been going one or two times a year, sometimes, you know, Christmas and summer. So I've missed a few Christmases, I guess. Yeah. I don't, it's not a big deal for me, but it's nice because all the family is together at once. Yeah. The last time I saw you was in... Vancouver yes. after you had been uh, banished from Australia. What a, yeah, what a moment, right? I remember that. Yeah, that must have been pretty stressful, but like, looking back on it, yeah, if, for, the, for the people who don't know, you were, you had your whole life in Australia, you had I a job. I set up and, a nice little thing there. Yeah, and so you went Do you remember, to, do you remember, the, like, I remember... Saying, I said something to you and Carly. Maybe it was like confident slash like optimistic. You know, maybe I don't know how you would have taken it, but I said something like, "If you want to see someone come back from a bad break, like just watch or something." Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I remember, and I so, I believed you one hundred percent. Yeah, and I felt like that's why I think I still remember it. I felt like so much support just from like you and Carly and Corey just without words you know like I could just feel it 
staying with Corey was amazing, you know, like what a great guy to be around in that sort of moment. Like my, I'm sort of in shambles. I don't know what to do. Like what, I don't even know how to process what's just happened. I'm just like totally in a weird state. And then yeah. you know, spending a week with him and then coming to see you guys, like, well, for, just, just, just for the listeners who don't know exactly what happened, you, why don't you explain yeah. what happened to you? All right. So, like, I moved to Australia, and everything was going really cool. I had one job and was to be sponsored or whatever. I was planning to stay. I don't know if I would stay forever, but I don't, you know, I don't really think that way, but it could easily turn into that. I really liked it there. But so, anyway, I had to quit the job, but the one job fell apart, and so then my sponsorship sort of gone. I went home, and I got that ankle, ankle surgery, and then came back, and then everything was even better. I was skating better, feeling better, and I got this new job that was better and everything, and then I went home to visit my family, and when I came back, they wouldn't let me in. So I sort of... Like, I, I wasn't really legal to be working there anymore, but I, I, you know, I'd never, like, I knew other people that had gone through the same situation and nothing, there was never any problems. So I just thought, okay, like, this company is in the process of, you know, trying to set it up for me so everything will be fine. And yeah, it did not happen. And they don't, Australia is nuts with that stuff. So they're just like, you're out for three years. Like, don't come back. And then they... So I flew from Regina to Australia, it was maybe like 24 or 26 hours, airport to airport, and then sat there for, was like interrogated and sort of like held and everything, and then Yeah, so back. this happened to you in the airport? In the airport, after, and then I rode. After a like 20 hour flight or whatever it is from Regina to Australia. Yeah, it's like a little over 24 hours, like between waiting in Vancouver, getting on that flight, all the... So, so yeah, like a full 24-hour mission to like slam the door in your face to another mission back to you guys. That's what, you know, and then the next day there you are. How did that feel to like to fly for so long and then get rejected, sit in interrogation, and then be sitting on a plane back to Canada? <laughs> it was so, so nuts, man. So I was like, I've been sort of keeping a journal, you know, not so much this year as much as before, but I that point I had it all the time so like I was writing on the flight over there about how stoked I was about everything like wow what a great trip home and everything's great with my family and everything's great in Oz and like you know blah 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 like I'll I'll write something again in a few days I can't wait to get back like it was just so there was so much positive energy in this thing that I wrote (laughs) and then like so the flight back I sat next to some crying baby and this young family and like I couldn't even be annoyed because I was just too bummed out to have any energy to do anything so you know they asked me what's going on and sort of wrote my thing like so that happened fast like I had written like I you know I'm sort of take not taking it for granted just loving every minute because I know how easily you know things can change blah 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 so just trying to you know Make the most and love it, and then it's just like, oh wow, that things sure changed quickly. Like now I'm on my way back home. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it kicked my ass out and said, "Don't come back." So yes, nuts. And but I mean, I don't know. I've sort of, I've been through enough ups and downs, and I've really learned. I feel like I know how to handle this crap now. Like, 
So I just had my, I just trusted that what I know is true and that I'll, it's all in my attitude and it's going to end up being the best thing that ever happened. Yep. And then, you know, as of today, it's kind of the best thing that ever happened. So I don't know. I can go, go back this June if I want. And, uh, like my, the company I was working for, the one guy said they would gladly sponsor me. They've like tripled in size or something. And they added an international business program. I was teaching. Wow. Um, that's right up my alley. So I don't know. It's probably all going to be for the best. I don't like, I originally was planning to go back. No question. Over the last few years, I, I'm not as set, but I think I will still try it. And like, I was really happy there. It was, it was great. But yeah, like literally this like unspoken sort of support or whatever, I, I like totally felt something from you guys, you know, just no judgment, totally just, you know, faith, like, yeah, you got this, man, do it. So I never forgot. So thank you. Yeah, that was a really, I remember I had been on a four month hiatus from coffee and... <laughs> alcohol and like everything for four months and then I remember that day I drank a big Starbucks coffee and hung out with you yeah 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 we went <laughs> we went and got Starbucks and it was like very uh, inspiring to hang out with you and and Corey and like even though you had been through this horrible experience like you were still very positive and, and inspiring to be around and thank you it was it was clear like that it was so clear that it was gonna all work out and it was for the best and you were just you know your plans had changed um, yeah but I think that's that's just so such an important thing to learn that you know sometimes what you have in what you have planned doesn't work out but it doesn't mean yeah. that your life is going to shit it doesn't mean that it's gonna get worse it just means that okay it's gonna be different. And you just gotta find a new path. And there's so many possible paths for people. There's so and many. And uh, you just this, get focused like, on one thing. Like but yeah, you have to sort realize of afraid. That, yeah. I think that's the key thing. Like now so there's been a few of these things, like just big upsets that have happened to me and then later on I you know, looking back I don't know if I'm just really lucky or if what I'm seeing is sort of law, you know, like, but what it's definitely done is I'm just totally not afraid of anything, like between skating and learning, like, you know, try again, or you can literally do the wildest things you can imagine. And then between these experiences of just failing hard or getting crushed hard and then just having anything sort of work out in a different way, I sort of have just like... I'm just totally comfortable that, you know, yeah, I don't, I'm not attached to any situation or any plan, and I know that things can change, and I just, like, am not paralyzed, you know? I feel like a sort of common culture or society, like, paralyzes people into fear, like, what if I'm broke or homeless or, like, you know, I'm just, people are just so afraid, like, I don't want to do this or chase that dream or do this thing because... What if I fail? And yeah. you know, I've failed so hard a few times now, and it's just like, no, no, like, it's nothing now, you know. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know feel so lucky. You're gonna live through it, and yeah, there's something very it's, powerful about failing. 
Yeah. It just teaches you some things that, okay, you're, you're still going to be breathing on the other side. And, like, skating really shows us that. Like, I feel like all of us from skating really have, like, a different mentality and we, you know, have different potential because of it. Like, it opens up a new level for us or something. Like, I just feel like you've learned. But, yeah, outside of skating, it's sort of amplified that, you know, that knowledge. Yeah. Everything's wide open. Whatever happens is going to be cool in its own way. Exactly. Like you having a surprised child, you know? Yeah. Just you're just like, oh, great! Like, <laughs> yes. Here we go, a different, you know, different path. This is gonna be cool. Yeah. Because every every path is, every every path is you can't you can't see what that path is until you're on that path. So you it's yeah. you can't you can't say that it's a bad path if you're not on that path. You know, it's just like your perception of what that path would be like is bad but pretty much you just have to understand that you you can make the best of the path that you're on no matter what that path is you can yeah exactly you can and having something like people yeah and a failure opens new doors you know totally or like having one like i don't know sometimes it it totally opens new doors and it reduces fear of future failures failure because you realize that you'll survive and it it's not a bad thing it's just a a change of path and you just learn to deal with that but there's a thing i think there's a thing like when we're growing up and we're in high school and stuff like our teachers and our parents always talk about the future and they talk everyone does that's all anyone thinks about yeah the future and and you hear this and you start to believe that the future is this thing that once you're there you're stuck there but the oh, thing, okay. or, <laughs> the yeah, thing about the future is that once you're in the future, you're allowed to bob and weave and react and and dis- and make decisions in the future. So it's not like you're stuck in a future. You're it in the future, but you can do whatever the fuck you want once you're yeah, there. It, like it's not a real thing. It's an idea. It's yeah. like you are you're never in the future. You never it never exists. No. It's just something that we think about, but like it's always just what it's always now, you know, like you're always I don't know. So yeah, everyone like the future focus or like the past, you know, like not being able to let go of bad things that have happened or good things or whatever. So I'm really learning to just like focus on where I am and what's what this is, you know. Like maybe from those failures, from those epic. So I don't know what it is, but yeah, that's a problem, and I don't really. I'm happy to not be stuck in it. Yeah, you have to. You have to value the the pain that you felt in that in that moment. Like there's been lots of things in life that haven't worked out for me that I've just suffered over, and I look back on that that suffering as just like a gateway to get to where I am now. It's just like unnecessary. Okay. It, I, like you have to experience that agony. It's like a lit fuse. Yeah. That sparkling and then you shoot off. Yeah, it just changes, it totally changes who you are and changes your whole value system. And it changes your fear system. Because once you, yeah, you just- That's the key, that. man. Yeah. 
overcoming fear, fears. Like, fear, yeah. Key to everything. Yeah. Fear is, yeah, that's the worst thing that people can... I think so. Can, so many decisions are based on fear. So we're lucky. We've had a lot of practice playing and fighting with fear, you know? That's what we've done the most. Totally. So does fear, does fear have a place? Like, is fear valuable to you? I think so, I, because you can control it and use it to, to set yourself off or something. I don't know. It must. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't... I just have a whole different level of it or a different view of it. I don't know. What do you I don't think, know, like, 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 every day you, you go and you do, like, pretty risky things with your body. You, you <laughs> probably Like, every day you kind of... You feel a sense of fear or you kind of like push that boundary or test it. So what yeah. does that do for a person over a long period of time? It makes you comfortable. You're, you are you're, uh, like aware of your limits and uh, of your, you know, how to overcome them and comfortable feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, difficult. no, you, yeah, that makes so much sense. It's almost like yeah, what, been, that's what life is, is feeling uncomfortable. You think so? In a way, I think if you're living, like if you're, yeah, if you're doing thing, like if you're, if you're living, then you're going to be uncomfortable. Like uncomfort is what life is. So if you learn to embrace that and be comfortable in an uncomfortable state, then you're going to be so fucking happy and you're going to thrive. Because yeah, everything feel, new, it by its nature, is going to be uncomfortable. Social situations and talking to a new person or being in a different situation, pushing yourself beyond what you are capable of, that is uncomfortable. And it's scary. And the fear, the fear of failure is uncomfortable. So if you just learn to embrace uncomfort... Or I don't even know if you need to embrace it, but just the, like, you can slowly learn that it's not as bad as it seems. Yeah, and it's even beneficial. It's almost like if you are uncomfortable, it's like you're doing something right. Because <laughs> if you just live your whole, if you lived your whole life in comfort, and you just did things that were very comfortable to you. That's, yeah, you're not taking advantage of your potential if you're always comfortable. No. Yeah. So when you feel that pain, when you feel the, like, stress of life, then you just know you're on the right path in a certain way. I mean, there is no right or wrong path, but at least you're pushing the boundaries of what makes you comfortable. It's hard, though, you know, like that whole Oz thing. I thought, like, what a path. Like, this is all, it must be the right path. Look at how it's, and then, you know, it's just gone. Like that path. That branch got cut off. <laughs> yeah. And that's like the scariest thing is when 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 things ah. are really good. The scariest so, thing is losing it. That's sort of what I was writing, is thinking like, okay, everything is so good I'm sort of afraid that like this needs to be balanced. Like what's going to happen to balance this like how is everything this good? Yeah. 
maybe just yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I had it was so good there. Uh, we had such a good thing. Isn't that funny though? It's like we we seek out this perfect situation that we see in our head like we that's what we want and we work towards it right but then when we have it that's the, the most fear that we can experience is losing losing it yes losing it i was terrified of losing it you know i was like i can't believe this is all like this like i couldn't imagine losing it i was just like no i'd be devastated and then you had to face that <laughs> part of me like I just wonder how much of it was because I was thinking that like I was thinking about oh I've you know kind of wanted to live in Barcelona for a while in my life experience that I if, if I'm going to leave Australia it's going to have to be they're kicking me out you know I'm so afraid of this ending like those thoughts I didn't think about them a lot but they were around you know and then sure enough like they all just come to be just like everything else that I ever think about You gotta control your mind, right? You can totally work wonders with it. Oh yeah. Just yeah. Fuck. Staying positive. Yeah. So what? So did you? After this happened and you came home, was <laughs> it was it like hard for you to make another move? Were you kind of like stuck in that place of like, fuck? I just wish I could be back in Australia or? Actually, it was like, it was just a total mix of everything. Like, so I really wanted to get back, and for a while it seemed like I could. So I first was trying that a little bit, and then I, read, I got a job at MediChair right away in Regina. Strange. So, like, I put on Facebook, hey, and, you know, back in Regina, does anyone, does anyone help me get a job? And my friend hooked me up with this job, like, the next day. Yeah. So, like, I needed to save a bunch of money to do any type of move, so... I just thought, okay, so, um, so like that things were working out, and I was back with family. You know, it's kind of hard to leave after I spent a few weeks visiting and back with friends. And so many cool things were going on. It was, you know, summer was coming, and so it was half amazing and half just sort of painful. But my job, oh my god! So I, like in Australia, I had like a free car, and I made my own hours and went teaching like an hour or two a day and it was just epic and then I got back to Regina and I was riding a bike to work and I don't have a car I don't have anything and I was loving riding the bike everyone thinks I'm nuts because it's Regina everyone drives everywhere and it's unheard of you know that I would ride 10 minutes to work yeah <laughs> so, so like that was great you know I had this quiet time every day you know, early morning. But then I went to MediChair and my job was basically like assisting, like I was fixing wheelchairs or like going to people's houses and installing like lift systems because, you know, the wife is 600 pounds and can't get out of bed. So like, you know, here's a, a crane to lift her out of bed and take her to the toilet and back. Or, you know, like yeah. the most depressing shit ever. Like <laughs> someone would come in and like, we have to sort of like, you know, like three people have to lift this person out of their medi chair, like their motorized chair, into something else so we can fix it. And it's wrecked because they've like peed themselves so many times it's corroding the battery. Or, you know, like oh my god. It was just, and the guy that I was there to replace had recently been diagnosed with t testicular cancer. He was like my age, 
So I just went from like this super high into this like, like I, I couldn't imagine a sort of more negative environment. Just everyone's like, you know, we're, like I go to somewhere and see this guy and install the system and he's like bedridden and then we go back like three days later to pick it up because he's dead. You know, like it was just, ah, uh, it was a total, such a change. But then, you know, outside of that, I was with his friends and we were, you know, just, but yeah, it was a, it was strange. Wow. So how long were you, were you working with Medichair? couple months and then I got a job on a movie there's lots of like Hollywood's always shooting movies in Regina really yeah it's, we have a good crew or maybe not anymore like the government's cut a bunch of funding I, I don't know how it is now I left uh, the movie never made it there was all sorts of arguing about money and it was only pre-production maybe I worked there a few weeks and then the whole thing got scrapped and, but so I, I got out of Medichair that was nice but yeah it was only like I don't know, as soon as this all happened, like a few days later, I wrote Power Slide. They had been trying to convince me to spend time in Europe for a while. So I was like, hey, you know, like I can come to Europe now. <laughs> you guys still into it? Yeah. And I sort of worked it all out. And, you know, so then just things just immediately were back to epic. You know, <laughs> like we were dreaming of this thing. And then Dustin was sort of not homeless, but he was kind of living in his van. So then he, we, we were skating a lot and he'd like sleep over in the basement a lot so he was around and I'm like man like I think I'm moving to Barcelona and I bet you I could get you a job if you're interested and so we sort of like worked on it a lot and then it all came together you know so then all of a sudden we're going out and like but people thought I was like a liar like I'd meet people at the pub and stuff and like you know, just getting to talking about life or, you know, just getting to know people and they get to know me, like, it just all sounded too stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, I got kicked out of Australia a couple months ago or whatever. And they're like, what? And like, what were you doing there? And like, I was teaching business. And then they're like, teaching business. And like, I totally looked like, like people in the pub always thought we were Australian or like we were in a band, you know, like Dustin and then my friend Joel as well. So we're all there, like, looking kind of nuts. People are already wondering. And then, you know, like, this one chick was like, why are you lying to me this one time? And, like, it was just like, yeah, and then I got kicked out. But now, like, it's all cool because we got this job. Like, my friend Dustin over there, we're going to go take pictures of our friends in Barcelona. Like, the company's going to, like, get us a house. And it just was like, just people were like, all right, man, you know, see you later. Yeah, in their world, that's just, like, totally unrealistic lies. Yeah, and then, like, just some, <laughs> to lots of people that knew us, you know, they were just, like, they were just, like, it does, like they weren't surprised, you know? They were just kind of, like, whatever. Like, of course you are, you know? Like, yeah. what else What else has happened? Like, cause they, they were used to it. And then, but there was, like, all sorts of mixed things. Like, some family, you know, they're kind of just feeling like okay like maybe you should give up that one and stay in Regina or and then you know some friends are like sort of jealous like you're so lucky all the time and you know and then that was like that's kind of insulting like like I just got kicked out of something I made and now I'm making another thing that's even cool like you know that's kind of it's not luck like but so there was like it was all sorts of things you know and then some people were really juiced and 
it was all over, it was all over the map, man. It was a wild summer for sure. Totally. And then, like, it definitely sort of solidified to me that Regina's not for me in the end. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a place for me to live. I need a warmer place and bigger place and more open minds and stuff. Yeah. It's it's me, but that whole summer going from one thing to the other, then getting out of there, and I was just so ready to get out of there. Like getting on the plane to go to Spain, or I guess I flew to France first, but it was just like, such a relief. Yeah. So do you do you think about the future at all? Do you do you have any plans or hopes, dreams? I do, for the but it's very like I suppose I sort of feel like I spent enough time thinking about the future when I was younger, whether like you know on my choice or sort of the guidance or coercion of family like I've already worked at it you know like I think I, I don't know I'm not worried about it and I don't think about it much I have like a I just think it'll be great you know I just expect it to be amazing <laughs> yeah I'm ready to for whatever it may be it's going to be unexpected I'm sure but like I, you know I went to school for like seven or eight years or something and I've, I don't know, I've picked up enough papers and enough, like, sort of normal person stamps of, you know, success or preparedness for the future. So now I feel really lucky that I really don't have to worry about it. Whenever this cool sort of journey winds down, I'll just jump back into the old one. Totally. Like, I used to be sort of, you know, it used to feel kind of... I felt almost like slighted, I guess, by skating, you know, like felt like I tried so hard for so long and was just like overlooked or whatever, you know, who knows what it all is, living in Canada and different things. But now in the end, it turned out to be the biggest blessing. Like I'm having all the, I have the whole, all these opportunities and the whole life that I was sort of looking for all along, but because it took this extra time to get here I was able to do all that other stuff that sort of provides a nice cushion you know like I have a safety net under me yeah is there kind of to refine my question like is there something that you want like is there something that you feel like you're working towards or like even if it's like sure. I know, like when people usually ask that question basically what they're asking is like what am I gonna do? Are you gonna work? What, what like, but but, even if it's simple, like what what do you want? Like what what kind of situation do you think would make you happy to be in when you're 50, 60 years old? Uh, uh, I would love to still be fairly flexible. Like if, so, I'd like to be teaching basically. Like I feel like it's such a flexible and rewarding. I'll have a, like one or two film classes, one or two business classes, you know, at a some sort of university or college or something. So it's, you know, enriching work, very flexible. Uh, the one thing that gets me really excited about teaching film is that, like, you sort of have a free crew and free equipment. So I go in and talk to, you know, 10, 10 or 20 sort of young whippersnappers or whatever, and we talk about 
whatever, fighting or something. And then as part of in their school work and everything, we can go make things, you know, in a sense, like with their free labor and the school's top of the line gear. So I'm yeah. sort of like looking to have create things my whole life in like this super convenient way. And then also like, I'll just have this. I think that's what I'll, that's what I'd like to do. So I'm totally working towards that, you know, I'm doing business internationally and making media everywhere. And it's all coming. It's all, you know, moving towards that, I suppose. But totally. I think 60, yeah, I guess just killing it as a teacher. I don't know, like, I, when I try to think about, like, if I have family or what it is like or anything, I never can really imagine. So I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. It'll all come together. Totally. And that makes a lot of sense. Like, um, if you were, yeah, if you're working towards, like, being a teacher, then just basically creating a lot of shit is basically the best path that you can take because by the time you're wanting to kind of chill out a little bit and get a job at a university, like look at your portfolio, like you just have tons of experience with, you know, putting stuff out and just creating stuff. One thing that I think is becoming an issue, I found it in Australia, like when applying for jobs is I'm sort of like, they don't know what to make of it. Like I sort of send in a resume and it's, like half entertainer, half media producer, half businessman, like they, it's sort of hard. They're like, well, I don't know, like this guy, we only need a business teacher. We only need a filmmaker. Like this guy's too much. Are we going to, is he going to be too expensive? Like, I feel like it was holding me back. So I might have to make like several, well, I did make tailored applications, but I might have to work on that a bit more because it's, it's expanding, you know, ever expanding. Well, I think that's a great problem to have is like, (laughs) because you want to be diverse. You want to have experience in all these different areas and, and that's only going to pay off, you know, in the future. Um, Well, at the moment it's like, I don't know, will, like I sometimes wonder, do I even need to worry about it? Like maybe things will continue and I'll just end up creating my own, you know, like something I can't imagine. Like I never imagined that this my work now and here it is maybe it'll I don't really want to be on the road all the time forever so but I would like to travel a lot all the time so yeah I definitely yeah and I think that's how most well that's how a lot of things work out in our world is you just can't predict exactly where you're going and you can't uh like you can have faith that you're working towards where you're going, but you can't know exactly where that is. Yeah. Because the future, I, in general, like the future is so fucking crazy. The, you cannot predict what the future of the world is going to look like. So for you I'm to predict really scared where about you are going to be, you're scared exactly. about that one? Yeah, I don't, like I feel like this might be, I don't know, like can it, I feel like we've just sort of lived through like one of the best periods in history that we know. And then, I don't know, like, is it sustainable? Like, I, don't, I don't see it as being sustainable. This the way of life right now and the pace and the you know, expansion and I don't know, kind of, I have like an uneasy feeling about that kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's definitely everything's it's, so messed up. It's everything is unprecedented too. Like it's hard to, it's hard to believe that there is a future because what we're living in now is is like nothing that's ever happened before, or nothing that's ever happened before that we know of. So it's like to I I I can understand that sense of like where is this all going and is there a future? Yeah. Like I've felt like that before like is is this it? Like is is everything just going to collapse or like is there going to be oil for us to drive these vehicles in yeah, 30 years and like what the fuck is going to happen? Like is everything just going to fall apart? Or are things going to get better? And I'm, I don't know. I don't, you know, I just have to hope yeah. for the best. But that's a that's a valid concern. <laughs> I'm in the same. I hope for the best. I, you know, I still see it in a positive way. But I have these just so I'm, like, uneasy, you know. Like, I feel like, like, this isn't, this can't be, like, the height of how, like, people can live. Or, you know, like, the... I feel like we're kind of embarrassing as far as like civilization. Like I, I see maybe in space. Like there's, there's got to be places, living things, groups doing it far better than we are. You know, I feel like yeah. we're just kind of big, like we're just a big mess as a group. Yeah, destroying our world and just yeah. destroying each other and just I don't know. So. It's so crazy yeah. how we're we're both we're a big mess, but we're also pretty impressive. Yes, right. Like in comparison to dogs, like we've made <laughs> a lot of really awesome shit, but but we are, are we're also pretty disgraceful, all in the like, same what, card. It's crazy. What if we continue this way for like another hundred thousand years? You know, like I just feel like. We just have so much to learn and so much, so much change yeah. to come. And who knows, like, who knows what that would be? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's yeah, too- it's like it's like we 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 think of ourselves at, a, at as being at this height of of technology and height of human intelligence, but we've only Not been an intelligent uh, an intelligent uh, society for like a hundred years. Yeah. Not even. So we're we're just beginning this journey into whatever we're gonna become. Like we're still quite primitive, I think. Hopefully. Yeah, I agree. That's what that's how, what I'm saying is I just feel like I don't know if we, as we are now, can handle it. You know, if we're up no. to the challenge. Feel like we're kind of... yeah. Who knows? But right now, it's exciting. I'm excited for it. Super excited. I'm so excited. And I think it's it's the best approach to, to take is that you just do the things that, that you're called to do or you feel a sense of, like, this is important or this excites me, and you do it as best as you can, and just the future will take care of itself. There's no way to say, I want this, and I'm going to work towards this, and in 20 years I'm going to have this. Like... It might work yeah. for some people, but I don't think it's going to work for most. I, I think you just... Well, gotta... and it, it might work, but what about those 20 years? You know, like, why? Like, you're, you spend those 20 years anticipating and trying to make this, like, that's 20 years. Yeah, that's 20 years. <laughs> I don't 
Yeah. I think if everyone asked themselves, what could I do today that would be significant or meaningful or that would make me happy or whatever more often, then how am I going to take on the future? I think, like, things would change a lot everywhere. Totally. And it would change, I think, for the better in their own lives. Because really, that the, yeah. the current moment is the only one we have power over. Yeah. We can only just try to make this moment and this day as best as we can make it and make it something that's going to improve. I, like, I, th I think we have to think about our lives as, like, more internal as opposed to external, like, instead of trying to get things on the outside, like trying to get a nice house and trying to get lots of money, trying to marry the hot chick or trying to <laughs> live in this place, like just trying to foster like the strongest mental health that we can get and the strongest like resilience towards the outside and try to be happy in any situation and trying to um, make our bodies as good as they can be and our brains as good as they can be like then the outside will just take care of itself or the outside yeah. won't even fucking matter because we don't need a big house we don't need the hot wife we don't need anything because like what we are is fucking the shit and it doesn't matter if we're eating french fries or if we're eating lobster if we're having a right. better time than anyone <laughs> you know Positive message from the Toddcast. <laughs> I agree. I agree totally, though. This is yeah. awesome. I've actually... That's the best part about traveling. So, like, I don't know. I've been sort of... I've seen both sides. Like, in Australia, I was, you know, be, like, earning a lot and sort of living a, at a high... whatever, economic level. And yeah. now it's not the same, and I'm happier now. Like, I don't... You go everywhere, like up here, I'm in Thailand, and people have, you know, 10% or, I don't know, like they have nothing compared to yeah. everyone in the Western world, and they're all, all, all happy, you know, everyone, it's really been eye-opening to just go everywhere and find out and learn, like, that, like I'm, the less I have, the happier I've been. Totally. Yeah. We're just... I don't know where, what we're talking about we're on. Be happy. <laughs> yeah, man. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Uh, I read this quote the other day that you just made me think of, and it's something about like uh, eventually, like everyone was, was like, if it starts on that level, like you know, you live how you like the way you think is right, or that you know, with your positive attitude, and you. Blah, blah, blah. and then slowly people see that and they realize that they can and it just sort of snowballs I kind of feel that that's true especially with skating because like you know just having people look up to me or something I sort of started to learn more about like you know the influence that you really can have on people totally and you can sort of just create a domino effect around you just that's what I'd like to do anyway I would like to just positively inspire people around me and let it ripple out for and sure I, and I can go to sleep and and the thing about that is like I think it's so valuable to have like a community of like-minded people and a community of successful and happy and healthy people around you um, 
that's so huge. And so when we, when you do that, when you put things out that you feel are inspiring people in a positive way and you're educating kids or you're inspiring kids or inspiring people in this community, it's like you are, you're just like improving the whole situation, the, the situation for yourself and the situation for everyone else. It's almost like this this global family it's almost like our job <laughs> to make it as awesome as we can and to help yeah. e- help each other it's so important to help each other get through whatever bullshit they're experiencing and help them like reach their full potential and improve and and if we all help each other grow and help each other like put out we're already doing this to a certain extent put out things that are motivating and like when i see yeah. a good edit of you i'm like you want to go blade and, and i'm doing if i can't go blade i'm doing squats <laughs> on on the carpet like and i'm just like fueling myself like getting ready for it and and that's what we have to do as a culture we just make each other more happy and more inspired and then it makes our own lives better because we're surrounded with the people that we are inspiring you know it's like we're all hopping in this hot tub and we're making it so hot or, or or we might piss in the hot tub we can do either one yes but it's better it's off to make it a party throw some hot chicks in there let's get some champagne let's turn up the heat let's fire this bitch up and let's fucking party you know we have that ability it's exciting I love you man legend you can do it just picturing you like working out to me blading is like <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever heard. Richie's workout tapes, yeah. you're squatting like. <sighs> <sighs> epic. Have you actually done that? Yeah, man. Like, uh, I, I I do okay. just like uh, body squats. Uh, I've started doing them. Uh, um, like to an edit, after an edit. I do. I. <laughs> I try to like I try just to do a so lot. Hyper. Of, like I'll just bust out like eighty of them. I'll just get stoked. Awesome. Yeah. I've like I want to get back on that. In Australia, right before all that happened, I was on like an awesome just routine. You know, like I was doing yoga and push-ups and squats and crunches and like I had this. I was just feeling so good. I'm feeling good now too. But when you move around too much, I like it's so hard to stick to a routine. I can't stick to any type of routine. Totally. It's just always different. Kind of like, that's why, you know, last year, like, you we were like, let's do the podcast. And I didn't really want to. Like, I, I wanted to get out of this circus and just focus, you know? So I was going to Spanish class, like, not really hanging out with anyone, blading to class and back, not really doing tricks, just totally, like, went on a little vacation or something into my own private space. It's amazing, but then you know, Dustin came and these people started coming, and then everything changed. What do you think? How do you, if anyone out there that travels a lot has any tips on how to keep a good routine, post it in the comments, please. <laughs> yeah, I need help. I think it's, I think, yeah, I think it's good to if you can do things that you don't need any special equipment to do. Yeah, that's that definitely sure. makes it more feasible, um, and and feeling free to be a fucking weirdo, 
Because, like, if you're staying with certain people or, like... Yes. Like for... It's really strange to just bust out into some workout, like, on someone yeah. in front of someone's couch in their living room, you know? Totally. And it takes, yeah, it takes a, a level of confidence, like, oh, what are these people going to think if I just start doing some squats right here? Yeah. You really have to be free to just, whatever, be a weirdo and, yeah, I just want to do some squats. Like, being a weirdo and being comfortable with that goes a long way. Um, but, like, skating a lot, like, the, you can't fuck yeah. with that as a routine, as a fitness routine. Like, if I could just be skating every day, that's what I'd be doing to stay in shape. Like, that that keeps you in such that's good it. shape. That's amazing. Um, yeah, that's, I'm sort of lucky that I can, so I would rather skate than yeah. do a workout as well, you know, so it's, it's okay. Totally. I would like to balance, you know, like, because uh, skating is not a very well-balanced activity like our hip flexors get super tight and you know like we have all these super strong muscles and then you have to work out the other ones every day to match otherwise they're totally like everything's totally off balance you know for sure so i feel like like my legs are just so strong and my upper body's not and you know at, at our hips like we all have sort of like a weird posture holding it tip forward like i don't know i'd that? like to yeah i've got I've got really tight hips. It's common to skater, like ice skaters. Like we, when you push, you know, like think of how you push. You push with your uh, like thighs. Or, I don't know right. the proper terms for all these things. And your sort of hips, you push out. So like those are just super tight, super strong, and that pulls your whole pelvis forward. So you need to have really strong abs and really strong hamstrings to balance that. And like we don't really. You don't have like I feel like to match the level of exercise and training I've put those other muscles through, I'd have to do hamstring ab workouts, like you know, like an Olympian or something to catch up. So totally, I yeah. feel like a little out of balance, and I'd like to fix it. But that's funny. I've never thought of it that way. It, it's very you, true that that skating like it works parts of your body like yeah. almost like an, an Olympian. And then other parts of your body are just really neglected. If like your calves are really doing. tight too. Yeah. Think of the way it all pulls on your leg and on your like. I've only started sort of learning more about it the last couple of years. But do you use a foam roller? Like I have a foam roller. No, I've, I've heard about something. them. Are they pretty oh. useful? Oh man, yeah. We had one or a few at the house last year, and like I used it every day and changed everything. It's like, how, do, how does it work? So it just lays on the ground. It's like a tube sometimes, like different hardnesses, different sizes. And then you sort of, you, let's say you balance on it on only your calf. So you're, you're sort of like on the ground, your hands are holding your body off the ground, and your calf is taking most of the weight right on top of the foam roller. And it's yeah. just like digging really deep in your muscle. And then you try, you sort of relax your muscle and then, you know, move back and forth. And it's just like a a deep tissue massage and so it can like it'll loosen up your tight muscles and it sort of like improves scar tissue healing and stuff like that so we have such an intense amount of scar tissue in our muscles from bruises and from sprains and strains it's like uh, but anyway so it's like a you can do it to your whole body so you can do like a full body massage I used to do it twice a day in Spain before skating and then before bed and like 
like sometimes I would just work on those tight hips for 20 minutes each and then you stand up and feel like a little child again or something like I would swing my hips and they just move freer and it's like I don't know it's like an intense form of stretching but it has more practical you know it does other things totally deeper in, inside than stretching them. yeah I'm gonna have to get on a foam roller I 100% recommend it. Like, just go buy one. Nice. Go to the fitness store. And it'll hurt a lot at first, but eventually it all feels great. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, it's important to feel that hurt because you got to get through that hurt. To I Something I like to do is, like, contrast therapy in the shower. I'll do that <laughs> yeah. hot, cold. And that sucks. Like, it, it's really painful to go from a nice, hot shower and then like just crank the cold and just feel the ice but that that feels that is really good for you just yeah. for improving circulation and helping to heal like sore muscles and things i, I met this guy manny ah dang it's his last name a uh, pro skateboarder he was in china for the cx game that we just recently went to yeah and um he's he was talking about how he always does like an ice bath after events, so he like fills it out. Of, he had this system that he fills the bathtub like half full of the coldest water and then dumps a bunch of ice in, and then he just sits in there, lower body. Oh my god! And like checks his email or you know does his whatever, and oh. he he like swore by it. He does it after, and he's uh, I don't know. He's like near our age, pro skateboarder. Like just he's like yeah, you know, I'm just trying to make it last. Like. He's so much like I am or like you are. Really cool guy. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's like fighters do that. After like very intense training, they do an ice bath. That's where you got it. It hurts. I hate cold. I hate being cold. I was washing my car today in like, it's like minus 10. And my hands were like soaking wet and I was like scrubbing the the jeep with a like a foam roller that was like dripping freezing cold water all over my hands it was was the worst feeling to have like my hands were so numb and cold like i could barely move them i was like digging in my hand for some change and like i couldn't even feel my like i couldn't even feel what i was feeling in my pocket that feeling sucks (laughs) i don't i do not miss that one bit never it's horrible Scraping your windows, what's it like? Like, Vancouver's, or Kamloops, I guess now. So, do, do your windows like frost up overnight? They, they would if, if I was parked outside, but we're parked in a parkade. Okay. So, they don't. So, I don't have to deal with that, which is nice. But. In a yeah. parkade, did you buy a new place there? Are you. No, temporary? we're renting. Yeah, we're temporarily renting out a place, just an apartment. We've been looking, we've looked at like probably about 50 houses in in Kamloops and we're just like no 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 we've actually made a couple of offers but it didn't work out and so we're just being patient just waiting for the perfect place we're being really picky that's good yeah just want to be really happy with the place and this is a good spot to be in temporarily Um, so yeah we're happy yeah back in Kamloops Awesome. That's nice. Yeah. Well, fuck, this was amazing, Richie. Thank you so much for doing this. 
Yeah, thank you. It's been cool to catch up. Yeah, man. And uh, you say you might be coming back to North America this summer? Yeah, like I'll be around in May or June. And then depending how it all goes, I'll come out there or maybe I'll come back later. I want to be out there. (laughs) I want to jam with everyone again and just sort of like do the typical get in the car and head west through Canada and see all my friends. For sure. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Meet little Aubrey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Well, have an awesome day. Thank you. uh, You too. Have a good night. Tell Note that I say hi and tell the parents I say hi. Okay, I will. And best of luck with everything, man. And uh, Thanks, you too. I'm in your, I'm in your corner, dude. Thank you. <laughs> let's catch up again soon, man. Let's stay in touch. Like now, do you, Are you on here often? Uh, yeah, there. once in a while. Yep. If I see you on. Fuck yeah, let's, uh, let's chat. All right, pal. Take care. Say hi to everyone for me. You too. I will. All right. Peace, Dick. <laughs>